Stress Velez here. How's your week? You have a good one? Uh, I'm so happy that we had Bill Phillips in here, our psychic, last week. He answered some questions for me. and But then, of course, as soon as he leaves, I'm like, God, I have a thousand more questions I need to ask him. But that was really fun and great. And... Um, you know, I had I had a great week this week, and I did get to meet quite a few listeners of Ghosted this past week, and thank you guys so much for coming to my shows. I'm so happy to meet you guys, and I always appreciate anybody sending me DMs just to say, hey, like the show. I'm, I'm so happy to know that you guys aren't ghosts, and you're real, and you're there, and um, I had a really nice time at Ross Matthews's dragtastic bubbly brunch I hosted on Saturday. I'll be back there in July and I hope to see more of you there. And um, yeah, yeah. I just, I was sitting in my home last night and I was looking around at all of my drag paraphernalia, which is almost all thrift store clothing. And it started making me think again about something that I talked to Meg Malloy in one of our previous episodes about, which is spirits being attached to thrift store finds or antiques or any kind of item that once belonged to somebody or something else. And go back to the first episode where I talk about the Ouija board that I had, which was a whole nother story, which luckily I don't think any of my drag has any demons or spirits attached to it, um, unless unless it's on me, honey. But um, yeah, I, I was thinking about how on eBay people post, you know, they're selling haunted items and dolls. And I think that that is the ethical thing to do is tell people this is haunted. And I know that there's an, a whole audience of people that want to actually buy haunted items. And there's museums that, that actually specialize in haunted items. I know the, the, the late uh, Lorraine and Ed Warren, they have their place on the East Coast. And Zach Baggins has his place in, in Las Vegas. That's a museum for haunted items. So I spent, I'm not even kidding you, two hours last night on eBay just reading all of these haunted items. And it's funny because... There's some there's some sellers that I'm pretty sure it's their whole business is selling these items and they come up with the whole backstory and I don't know if you can trust it. I will say I did notice that a lot of them almost actually pretty much all of them say something like we are required to um only sell tangible items and there's we cannot promise that a spirit is attached to it so i guess that's a whole rule with ebay is that you can't you can't be selling spirits um but you know i found all these that are dolls i i got really obsessed with the dolls especially and i'll read one for you this one this one sounds like she's got a spirit that I would not... I mean, she sounds like a fun ghost, to be honest. And her name is Brigitte. 
And I'll post I'll post all these in the Facebook group so you can check them out if they're still available. I'm not sure. But this is Brigitte and she's got oh honey, she's wearing like a Kelly green ruffle, all the ruffles you can imagine on this dress. She's even got a ruffle hat. She looks like she just got a blowout. She's got a gorgeous blonde wig on, honey. She's got green eyes and a top and bottom lash with a total bee stung lip. And let's read about Brigitte. This enchanted vessel contains the attached spirit of a 21-year-old woman named Brigitte. Brigitte is from San Francisco, California, and passed away in the 1920s when she was accidentally shot at a nightclub that she was working at during a heist. Brigitte was a working girl. She had her parents... She lost her parents when she was only 13 and began working as a showgirl at a very young age. Brigitte was hardworking and very independent and had a lot of sex appeal and uh, quite a way with men. She was very dominant and a sensual woman. She had worked hard her whole life only to have it taken away so briefly. She tells me she's a lot happier now. She says she has let go of the past and is ready to start enjoying the finer things in life. Brigitte's passion in life was singing and dancing and being the absolute best performer she could be. She has been quite wonderful to have here in my home. She's a very positive spirit to have around. She emanates feelings of positivity and euphoric enlightenment. Enlightenment. Brigitte can give you very vivid visions as well as communicate with you through dreams. Brigitte loves ragtime and swing music. She likes being taken out on outdoor adventures, especially in nature. She enjoys hikes with a passion. This really sounds like a a dating profile. Brigitte feels very peaceful and happy when she is in the forest, surrounded by nature. Brigitte loves plants and flowers and loves being gifts loves being gifted plants and flowers as offerings. I've noticed that offerings keep her spirit very active. And it goes on and on and on. So, you know, if you want Brigitte uh, to, to move into your home and listen to ragtime and swing music, she's a performer that's always working on her crap. You know what? Actually, I could use a sidekick. The Roz and Brigitte show. That would be cute. I also found this one that sounds legit. It's terrifying. This doll, there's photos of it. It looks very Chucky. Like, it looks like a doll that saw Chucky and was like, that's the look, and I want to be Chucky. And um, it's sort of very much like, you know, you know, like the late 90s, everyone saw Rachel on Friends and they were like, I want that hair. Yeah, that, that's what this doll did. She's she saw Chucky. And she said, I want that short, red, spooky hair. I want horizontal stripe hoodie, which is what it's wearing. And um, and it has a hole in its head. So that helps. So let's read about this doll. Haunted vintage doll. I collect vintage toys, so when I saw this doll at a thrift store about six months ago, I decided to take him home. He was naked, and his hair was a mess. <laughs> Been there. And I dressed him and fixed up his hair a bit. He's a vintage 1972 growing hair. Ew. A doll his hair grows? Growing hair Chrissy doll. But the piece of hair that grows is missing, and there is just a hole where it used to be, so I thought he looked like a boy. Anyway, I put him in the room with my other collectible toys and forgot about him. About two weeks later, my daughter asked if she could play with him. 
I said, fine. And she brought him into her room. That night, I heard one of her electronic toys going off. So I went to go turn it off. As soon as I walked out of the room, it went back on again. I didn't want to make, I didn't want to wake her, so I took it out of the room, and that was that. The next day, I'm calling the dog, and she's not coming. I go into my daughter's room, and the dog is lying there with her head on the doll's lap. I thought it was strange, and I brought the doll into the living room. Well, every time the dog has access to this doll, she lays her head on the lap and will stay that way for up to an hour or so. It says, see the picture. There literally is a photo of the dog with its head on this Chucky looking doll's lap. So the doll has been on a dresser in my room. I have lived in this house for over eight years and nothing strange has happened until I brought this doll home. The shower will turn off by itself almost every time I'm in there. Lights will turn on, doors will close, and one night my husband thought my daughter was up running around because he heard laughing and footsteps. Very Chucky. When he checked, she was sound asleep. Electronic toys will go on for no apparent reason, just strange things. I thought about donating the doll, but it seems harmless and more people uh, and more playful than anything. So I figured someone can appreciate this type of thing that may want them. So, yeah, you listen, if you guys want them, it's up for sale. I have bought hundreds of vintage items, and this is the only time anything like this has happened. Just too strange for me. I can't guarantee you will have the same experience, but something is definitely wrong with this doll, and I just want it out of my house. No refunds. Um... So, if you want this haunted doll, it is um, currently a $1 bid, <laughs> but $18 shipping. Okay, one more that I found that this one, okay, this sounds almost like our Billy Lee episode. This doll, she's got some kind of floral dress on with, I can tell that this wig she's wearing is synthetic just by looking at it, but let's read about this one. Okay. <laughs> This one made me laugh. Okay, Mercy is her name. She died in 1968 at the age of 22. She was attending college at the University of Texas and enjoyed engaging in free love, if you know what I'm saying. She was hoping to move to California so she could protest the war and join the hippie movement, but her life was cut short in a car accident. Oh, that's sad. Physically, she's very beautiful. Now, P.S., they're talking about the spirit that is attached to this doll, not the actual doll itself. The doll is just a vessel. So physically, the spirit is very beautiful. Her hair is dark red, and she has a dark red bush to match. Okay. Uh, She isn't shy and will appear naked in your dreams. She is bisexual, so she won't mind entering male and female dreams. She will also do things like bang on walls and windows, open cabinets, and move objects. She is most active when people are feeling sensual and in the mood for love. Room for one more? It's me, Mercy. You're sitting here with my red hair. Carpet matches the drapes. Uh, So she's up for sale, too, if you want her. Guys, (laughs) the reason that I was thinking about talking about haunted objects is because my guest today 
had an experience with uh, a demon or spirit that kind of lurched onto him that was attached to an item. And my guest today is someone that I love so much, and I'm so lucky to have him as a friend. And he is... uh, a director and writer responsible for incredible movies. You should check out his movie GBF, which is such a sweet gay coming of age comedy. It's great. Uh, GBF, gay best friend. And uh, he's also very well known for his movie Jawbreaker, which is cult classic peak late 90s Rose McGowan. Oh, honey, check it out if you've never seen that movie. And uh, let's let's hear a little bit from my friend Darren Stein. Darren, Roz. The last time I saw you, um, we were on stage, and I was interviewing you about Jawbreaker. That's right, me and Judy Greer. Do you, <laughs> yes, for the twenty fifth anniversary. Twentieth. Twentieth. Yeah. Sorry. Twentieth. Yeah. Twentieth. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my God. I when I when I was asked to do that by uh, the group El Cine, shout out to El Cine, El Cine. who put together that whole Mariana. Oh, they're the best, Mariana. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they asked me, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna screen Jawbreaker." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Love it!" Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "The director Darren is gonna be there," and I was like. Darren, my Darren. <laughs> and they said, you know, Darren, I said, yeah, I'm an interesting, talented drag queen in Los Angeles. We all know Darren. I love my drag queens. Both of I us. I do. I love <laughs> Both the drag- of us talented drag <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Death kidding. Um, yeah, you are a big drag fan. I do love drag queens. I think it all started with Rocky Horror Picture Show. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it was off to the races. Yeah, and you're... Um, I've been known to get in a frog now and again too. Yeah, I remember one time mm-hmm. at your house. You, you're like, <laughs> stay at home like you used to be. Yeah, you. I remember you having like some gorgeous purple uh, wig. wig on. Yes, she's you, still in my my drawer. Uh, never know. You never know. You never know when you need it. Yeah, I feel like everyone has to have at least one wig drawer. Uh, for sure. I tried on lots of wigs. I love her. I feel like you're like the. Um, the 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 queen of of the of the fun Los Angeles queens. Well, thank you. I feel you. like you're a, a ringleader. I do love to you know s- snap some rings into shape. You know, like Lord of the Rings, girl, Lord of the Queens, <laughs> Lord of the Queens, mama. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, <laughs> hold up. I also another thing I know about you is that um you were uh possessed by a demon? No? Question mark? Maybe? No. Oh my god. A demon. It wasn't a full possession. But I mean, I think even I think the, I was followed home. Yeah, the demon it, was like, it, it you know what? In the house. I have a feeling that this that Miss Darren over here has some cute parties at her house. I want to yeah. come with. It was it was scurry. Okay, what happened? Because we need to talk about this. Okay. I was at your house like a couple months ago or something, and I asked you, we were talking about ghosts, and then mm-hmm. you, you said, well, I have a demon story. Okay, well, I don't want to call it a demon. I mean, a demon is a very strong word. Well. Because how, how's, go- how's a ghost different than a demon? Well, a, a demon was never a human. Okay, well, I'm not sure what this was exactly, but I'll get into it. I had a friend who moved to Los Angeles, and I wanted to show him around. He loves horror. 
you know. So I, I took him to Magnolia Boulevard because there's so many cool horror shops. You in know. North Hollywood. Oh, yes. There's like antique stores and dark delicacies and Halloween Town and uh, Creature Feature. P.S. Anyone listening that has that is like, if you're a fan of this show, the place you're going to want to hang out is Magnolia Boulevard. Magnolia is where it's happening. It's yes. all happening on Magnolia if you're, if, you're, if you're into the goth, into the dark. My first address um, 10 years ago in Los Angeles was on Magnolia. Fabulous. Yeah. And then there's the Paul Thomas Anderson section. There's the pornography section, which is further up, you know, further west. There's a pornography well, section? Well, you know, I mean, you know, P.T. Anderson is from the Valley, and he made Boogie Nights and oh, the film yeah, yeah, Magnolia. Yeah. Anyway, this section of Magnolia is more about horror. And I had a new friend who moved here, and I was like, you're going to love Magnolia. And we walked up and down it, and we found this antique store um, in this little house and sort of went inside and they had some kitschy kind of fun board games and what have you in the front some Ouija boards you know this and that some dolls but as you venture deeper into the store it sort of got a little creepy like there were little rooms everywhere and each room some rooms had like a cri- like an antique crib that was on display like in a plexiglass it was very Annabelle did it have a backstory? Uh, yeah, they, they wrote some texts about where the crib came from or there were dolls and where the doll came from. And it was just super, I got a really bad, kind of a bad energy in the back in some of the rooms. And kind of wanted to get out because I'm very vibey with that stuff and I don't like being around it. So I was like, okay, well, let's, let's go. And we, we, we left. And my friend was way into it, you know, because he loves horror. And I, I love horror. I, I like the I like fiction horror. I don't like real life horror. Same. Yeah. That's what I say all yeah, the time. Exactly. So we walk out of there and he goes, wait, so do you get easily scared by that stuff? And I was like, never. I never get scared. And I had this really massive reaction. I kind of overreacted in a way that was unusual for me. Like, I, I don't know why I had to come on so kind of douchey in that moment. And then I realized it was because I was scared and I was, some part of me was, it was like a defense mechanism. I was over, you know. So I get home and it's dark now, by the way, just to set the mood. And I pull into my carport, open the door, and as soon as I enter my house, I get full body chills. Like goose flesh, top to bottom. And I'm, and my heart, my heart started racing and it was like something was in the house, you know, and I felt. And I was like, something, and then in my, I was like, something must have followed me back from that store because I was like, oh, fuck no, I never get scared of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And probably whatever was back there was like, oh, we'll show you. You know, we'll show, you think you're not scared? Let's show you scary. So that was, and by the way, this might have all been in my head because I do have a very active imagination. But uh, I'm on your side. <laughs> I, I would, that's what I would think. Yeah. But, but then, so I go, okay, I'm going to go watch TV because I can't entertain this fear, you know, I'm just going to turn the, when you turn the TV on, that usually sort of obliterates that kind of energy, right? So I put the TV on, and my, and then like the dogs, but but I'm still feeling like goose flesh crawling over me, and it's uh-huh. still in the house, you know, it's not helping the TV, right? And the dogs sort of hop off the couch and go trot over to the doorway and start barking at something in the other room. No. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, I can't even, now I can't relax. My night's getting really, you know, uh, tampered with and then that night I, I get I got into bed and I'm still having the palpitations and goose, goose flesh and I finally fell asleep you know and during the day I was pretty okay it was usually at night when so I this would, kept happening oh yeah this went on for I would say about a month Wow. Yeah, on and off for a month at night, these these this goosebumps this um, the dogs sensing a presence 
Um, did you feel like there was somebody yeah, else there? I kind of did. I just yeah. felt like there was like cold spots and the dogs were on edge and I would be covered in goose goosebumps and couldn't sleep. And it got to the point where like during the day I would have kind of like heart palpitations. Oh. <laughs> like my heart, I'd be in my car and my heart would just start kind of beating fast in my chest. And I got really kind of unnerved by the whole thing and I decided to... Um, you know, consult. A I, priest? I didn't go to a priest or a psychic or an exorcist. <laughs> Perhaps I should have, right? No, I went to a um, the doctor <laughs> and said, "I think I'm having having heart issues." Do they so have? They my... don't have like a demon. That's not on the blood tests or anything. No, huh? I wish they had. That. That'd be great. They'd be like, okay, you're no, yep, possessed. That's full on demon. Yeah. Yep. So I went to the doctor because I said, you know, I think I'm having some heart issues. So I told my best friend, I'm like. I'm having these heart palpitations, and she's like, "How long?" I'm like, oh, "A few weeks." She's like, "Go to the doctor," because I'm not one who like rushes the doctor over things. Like I, you know, I'm very sort of, I'm not alarmist, you know. But you know what? P.S. That's a completely separate thing that I should say though. Yeah. Is that men tend to be that way? Is that mm-hmm. they just they don't want to go to the doctor, and we it's think very we're sort of important, impenetrable. Yeah. So listeners, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Just because your man. body's not lying to you. Yeah. Or or go to the priest mm-hmm. if, if you need mm-hmm. it. So what did the doctor, he's like... He had me, they, it was very Exorcist to the Heretic. <gasps> oh, I love that movie. You know, they attached all those little like yeah, they wires did that. to my body and everything. And had me like run on a treadmill. Stop. Oh yeah, it was full on heart tests. And he's like, you're possessed. No, I'm kidding. No, he's... <laughs> Girl, I would have to have a demon to get my ass on a treadmill. That's what it would take. Oh, my Lord. I, he's like, oh, no, your heart's perfectly fine. So when did it go away? Um, It just went away. I think it kind of went away gradually after that. It, it didn't. It, it sort of just, I think it proved, the, the, the presence proved its point, which was, you know, don't ever say that you're not scared of us and don't ever try to, like, act like we don't exist because mm-hmm. it happened when I made that comment A it was out of character for me it was right outside the store did you ever think about going back to the store um no as a matter of fact <laughs> I don't like that kind of stuff I t- it's great in a movie you can talk to anyone that I know and they'll tell you like I'm not into the devil like I remember seeing the exorcist I'm, I'm a Jew and still the exorcist fucked me up as a kid oh yeah I was at a friend's house and I was like oh fuck you know I can't deal with this devil yeah because we don't learn we don't we don't get deep into the devil in the Jewish faith like in Hebrew school oh I grew up Catholic yeah so I, you that you shit was real yeah, to me it was real to me watching that movie so you think it was <sighs> a crib or a doll there was something back there they had a collection of objects it was very Annabelle like a lot of like things that were so haunted they were in the back of the very 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 back of this place in their own rooms in plexiglass behind cages what have you you know they were back there and actually some of it wasn't actually maybe the plexiglass was just my my, my memory of the latest Annabelle movie I think these things were just sort of out and about oh. on display and I was like oh boy um, and so it's funny because I was back on Magnolia you know several months later with my nephew my nephew's like, you know, he was seven or seven at the time. He's very brave. He plays hockey, you know, hetero in the making. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to turn him a goth. I have my mom, I have my mom on Magnolia Boulevard. I'm like, let's go to Halloween Town. <laughs> totally. Don't you want that clown? Come on, Chucky. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I was like, oh, see that store across the street that he's like, yeah. I was like, I the want. The devil lives there. <laughs> I went in there and I. Evil spirit followed me home, and 
I won't go in there again. And he's like, well, I'll go in there. I'm like, oh, no, 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 don't go in. Please don't go in. I go, I don't want you to sit here. I don't want, you know, you're out with Uncle Darren. I don't want, you know, me losing you inside that inside that house, that store. You might not come out. You know, oh, yeah, there you I, go. So, of course, my I do have that side of me that kind of likes to play pranks and stuff. And he's like, well, I'm going to go in. I'm like, okay, but if you don't come out, it's not my fault. And, like, don't tell your dad and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And he, and so like he went in to prove that I was wrong. And I was like, well, don't go to the back. Don't go all the way into the back. Just stay in the front. And of course, he had to like walk right to the back and then walked right out. I goes, see, I'm fine. I'm still alive. Oh, I wish I had an ounce of that. Isn't that cool? That I, I can't. You know, this is so funny that you're talking about this because I didn't realize your story was about this kind of a thing because I'm kind of obsessed with thrifting and you know the history of things we've had people on the show talk about how you know so many items have attached you know some mm-hmm. kind of entity or i guess human spirit attached mm-hmm. to them and i'm the thrifting queen honey everything i own is from a thrift yeah, store well, honey all that shit has you know connections to it has it. a history who knows oh, girl, where it came from i used to go to rose bowl santa monica long beach flea market i love mm-hmm. all that stuff and certain things do have you know, ghosts with them. Well, you should listen to the very first preview episode of the show where I talk about the Ouija board that I bought at a Goodwill. I won't go near one. Well, I learned my lesson. You know what's so funny? Actually, I spent last night looking up doll, haunted dolls Mm -hmm. on eBay Mm -hmm. because I know that that's like totally a thing. And Mm -hmm. people straight up like will put these... um, They'll have the whole backstory of who the who the doll was and the spirit that's attached to it, and mm-hmm. I'll share it in the intro of the show. I'll I'll look up some and read I it love to the that. people. I love that. No, and I used to, you know, the more haunted the better. When I was in my twenties, I was drawn to that. I brought home like this gypsy, you know, face that looked very dark. What do you mean? It was sort of a plast a plaster gypsy sort of face with like lipstick on and beautiful earrings. It must have been like part of a display or something. Like maybe a, it was on a, you know, read your fortune booth or what have you, but it was 20 oh, bucks yeah. and it was just something I had on my wall. And now, you know, I'm very cognizant of what I have in my house and displayed and hanging and stuff. Well, yeah, you know? even the people you have in there, you don't know if somebody's got something attached oh, to them. Oh, honey, Jesus, you know. Yeah, sage that yes, place. I know. Okay, I also know that you've had some other things happen in your family, right? Oh, my mom, um, when she was a little girl, she had epilepsy. She had grand mal epilepsy, which is a really dangerous form. You know, she had to take... Grand... grand it's called grand mal. Grand, grand mal. mal. Okay. It means big bad in, in French, uh-huh. literally. Um, and it, it could kill you. And she was on phenobarbital for it, you know? Oh, that's so and scary. And when she was seven or eight, she had such a huge epileptic fit, she was pronounced dead for a few minutes. And she came back, they brought her back to life. But she said to me about a few years ago, she goes, Darren, you know, I had a psychic tell me that when I died as a little girl, the soul that I was born with left my body in those minutes when I was dead. And a walk-on came in. Stop. Yeah, and what a walk-on is, is a soul that's sort of in just lingering in, you know, in, in the air, you know, waiting to find a body to come hijack onto it's Earth. It's the understudy. Hi, exactly. All about... There we go. <laughs> so, like, literally, so she feels... And, and if your soul is in pain in this incarnation, wants to go, and has a chance to go, it'll go. You know what I mean? And then the walk-on's like, oh, cool, a body, I'm coming in. Right. And then it came in. So she feels like, you know, 
she had to relearn how to play piano. She had to relearn everything. She had because when you're when you're young and you have that kind of you die and come back, you have to relearn all this stuff. But she's very different from her brother and sisters because the soul is not who she was meant to be at birth. That's so crazy. So I'm the son of a walk-on. Of a walk-on. <laughs> That's your next movie. I know, right? <laughs> That's so interesting. I guess I've yeah. never really heard about that. But yeah, that must be a thing. It's creepy. It's fully creepy. Yeah. Um, and she's a Capricorn. Capricorns are pretty witchy to begin with. And she's, you know, sort of like, you know, she's sort of like has an otherworldly vibe in a cool way. I mean, she's out there in a really, in a really super, you know, super interesting way. But it makes you wonder. Yeah, because I, I feel like people often think of uh, our physical body as the same thing as our soul. And it's, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not. No. It's, we're just merely a, a we're vessel. Just a meat suit. A meat suit. Yeah. Bag of meat. Bag of meat. Bag of bones. Just, you know, turn it to dust. <laughs> but you've always been a big horror guy, right? I have. I, even as a kid, I was super drawn to uh, horror. Uh, Rocky Horror, Alien, Kiss. Even my music was horror. <laughs> like Kiss, mm-hmm. Alice Cooper. Like, you know, Fangoria. I had a subscription. Like, I just lived for it. And my parent, And luckily for me, my parents never really, you know, like, judged it. They would let me do my thing. Uh-huh. Or to my alien chestburster t-shirt and stuff. But when you were a little kid, were you somebody that would want to go to, like, let's go to a spooky place? And Yeah, I was super into it. I don't have the fears that I have now as an adult. I was much more sort of fearless as a kid. Yeah. So I would be drawn, like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I'd, like, be, I'd, be, in the, I'd be in the bathroom in the dark in the mirror saying that. I hate that. Oh, yeah. I liked all that. I was always too afraid to do that as I'd a go kid. in my closet. You know, I was the one who would be like, oh, you guys, let's turn off all the lights and scream. Or let's all... Let's go in my closet. It's haunted. You know, if you keep if you go to the back of my closet, there's like another world. It's like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Girl, you know? When I was a kid, I would try that, and they'd go, "We're not joining you in the closet. We want you to come out of the closet, honey." That's hilarious. Um, would you ever see the Bloody Mary? I think I might have seen something at some point. Yeah, I was pretty. You know, I also had a very active. You know, my parents dropped me off at a double feature that they didn't fully vet. They thought it was just Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but it was actually Close Encounters and the Manitou, which is a really creepy exorcist ripoff, but it's like oh, I don't know Ameri- that movie. Native American Indian. It's like this woman grows this Native American spirit out of the and it give, it, she gives birth to it out of her back. Oh. And it's the Manitou. Okay. And it's it's really it's really scary. It's like a B movie, but as a kid it, it really screwed me up and haunted me. And I had very I you know, explicit nightmares. I also peed in my bed till I was 12. Oh. So I think that might have been something about like horror and fear. Did you? Why don't you do more horror movies? Why don't I'm actually going to be doing. I have two coming up. Well, actually, three. What? That I'm working on, that all have elements of horror in them. What one? Well, one is is very near. I can't talk about that, but that that would be pretty much pure horror comedy, which is exciting. The other one is. Uh, Kind of like a dark comedy, but it has a horror. It's it's called Kill the Boy Band. It's basically Jawbreaker meets Hard Day's Night. It's cool. like fan girls who accidentally kill. Well, they might have accidentally kill a member of a boy band and have to get the body out of the hotel. And the body goes uh, through lots of you know. It's in the pool. It's off the roof. It's very macabre. You, you wrote know? it. I adapted it from a YA novel. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then the other project is 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 a dark. It's a dark story about a. I mean, I mean, I mean, talking about it's crazy. It's basically a twelve-year-old girl who thinks she's been made made pregnant by her imaginary friend. So it deals with sort of a 
a spirit, an entity that she thinks is present. You know, because imaginary friends are, what are those when a kid has one? Uh, I know that scares me, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're around a child that's like, Mm -hmm. can we make food for Susie? Mm -hmm. Who's Susie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's about that, and it's of course gets into the, the truly terrifying idea of she could have been raped. Was she raped? Was it a teacher, a student? Mm. Was it the therapist? Yeah. And it's it deals in in those, and so it has that definitely has horror elements while not being straight up horror. But it's sometimes yeah. I mean things that aren't straight up horror are even scarier. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I <laughs> I went ghost hunting with a friend and um, we were with some other ghost hunters and my friend and I both decided that we were more scared of the people than the ghosts, honey. (laughs) Some of these people. That's hilarious. Um, Hey, do you want to listen to some ghost voices? Yes, please. Okay, it is time for EVPs or EVPs. Do you know what EVP is? I, what is it? You, I okay. remember. I, an EVP is electronic voice. Oh, right. Phenomenon. That's right. That's right. I gotcha. Yeah, it's when people ghost hunters catch ghosts. Right. Right. Okay. Now, all of these EVPs, the person certainly found something, but I want you to guess what the ghost hunter gets. They, you know, they claim they caught okay. the ghost saying. Okay. Okay. Um, I found these on YouTube. This one is from Bob and Joan. S-T-L-M-O. I think that's St. Louis, Missouri. This is at the Latham Hospital. Tell me what this sounds like to you. I'll play it again. One more time. It's hard to hear. It just sounds a little far away. It's definitely a female voice. Definitely. Can you play it once more? Though I have a female voice. So. What, what, do you, what do you think it is? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give you some options. Okay. Is it A, you okay, Violet? It could be, you know, a fan of um, Violet Chachki, the drag queen. Yeah, yeah. Is it B, you a cute guy? Maybe the ghost hunter was cute. Yeah, yeah. C, he will kill Violet. That's a creepy one. Ooh. Or D, do you like Robin? You know, the singer, maybe. Oh, yeah. They like I the think I th- I'm going to go with the Robin. No, it's actually um, A, you okay, Violet. Huh. But I think that it's he will kill Violent, which sounds let me, creepy. Let me hear it once more. Oh, yeah. It's just scary. It is scary, whatever it is. I like is. it. Yeah, it's it's just super creepy. Is that what the... Um, she sounds like she's in another world. Is that the demon in, from your home? Is that what they would they say They never articulated any words. Like, Are you okay, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. I just got, you know... You okay, Darren? I just got my heart being, you know, exert, exerted pressure on. Uh, that's <laughs> dangerous. I know, it's scary. I think about all the time people, and I've talked about it on the show before, when people just die all, all of a sudden, it could be a ghost. You don't know a ghost didn't spook them and they had a heart attack or suicide. It could be the ghost, like Final Destination. Yeah. I mean, when I parked here coming into your studio, I... What'd you bring in here? No. What kind of dark energy? <laughs> no, the radio. The I was I got out of the car and, and then the radio popped on out of the blue. It never does that. I was like, of course, I'm going to see Roz and talk about ghosts. Yep. 
And you just passed Magnolia Boulevard. I know. And Magnolia is, I'm about to go to Magnolia because I actually work at a coffee house there to do some writing. Um, it was funny because last night, do you ever do things like where you talk about someone and then the next day something ha- you see them totally. and they come in, like you conjure them? Mm-hmm. Like I was at Margaret Cho's show last night talking to some friends about Furs the Balk, as you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the next day, today is her birthday. So my friend like texted me today on Instagram saying, oh my God, it's Furs' birthday. Isn't that witchy that we were talking about her yesterday? She has ghost stories. I want to I want to get her in here. Oh, you have to. Um, so well, you know, she, she used to own Pan Pipes, the witchcraft store on, on uh, Coenga. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize I that. I lived in the Villa Carlotta where, when Feruza lived there during the premiere of The Craft. Wait, what is the Villa Carlotta? It's a building on Franklin and Tamarind across from the Bourgeois Pig. Uh, wait, wait, by across oh, from the Scientology, the Scientology Celebrity yeah, exactly, Center. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, because back in the day, the Scientology Celebrity Center was a fancy hotel for really high end people, and the Villa Carlotta was where all the drug, drug addicts and prostitutes stayed. It was like the low end one. So the Carlotta is definitely haunted. I mean, they've done, I've actually done a ghost a ghost tour of the Carlotta once where they brought in those EVPs and tried to measure ghost activity. Yeah. So you lived in that building? Yes. This so in the nineties. In the nineties, when Fruza was there for the premiere of the Craft, Circa the Craft. Because I remember the night she went to the premiere, I was like sort of like spying on her. You're kidding? No, is that wild? That is so cool. Nineties. It's so nice. And then just a couple years later, Jawbreaker. I know. Oh. But the funny thing about Jawbreaker is that people I often hear, and I heard it last night. That movie was scared me as a kid, or that I got I was too young when I saw that. It fucked me up, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show that something like Jawbreaker even can have a horror. Resonance. Well, I mean, seeing that big, huge jawbreaker in her throat, like, that's <laughs> a lot to take in. Yeah. And even, like... I'm the, laughing, like, I think it's hilarious. Rose McGowan is, she's like... She's scary. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, she kind of has, like, an evilness to yeah. her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, they call her Satan in heels. Yeah, there you I mean, go. Jawbreaker is essentially a, a Faust story set in high school, you know, when Violet's making a deal with the devil, or Fern. Yeah. You know? Well, because when that came out, I was... Nine years old. A child. Yeah, I was very young. And I remember being obsessed with her because I was obsessed with Scream. Mm -hmm. And so I was obsessed with her and then uh, Marilyn Manson as well. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. I I mean, Marilyn Manson was huge for me as Mm -hmm. a little kid. Because he was the one that everyone was like, that's the devil. Mm -hmm. Stay away from him. And I was like, he sounds cool. Yeah, he's cool. Okay, I I got one more for you. This one, uh, this one comes from Doctor Freeze zero zero seven on YouTube. It is at a location in Raymond, California. It doesn't say much about the location, but it was captured. Uh, as it was captured, there was a white mist that they also caught. But guess what this one says? It's a little bit deeper of a voice. I'll do it one more time. That one's really scary. What would you get? That sounds like, a little bit more demon. It's kind of like Get Out. Yeah. It's very Amityville horror. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely a demon. Okay, let's guess. Is what it? What are the choices? A, cheat out. You know, like when you're directing a movie and the actor's not looking at the camera. Oh, and right. It's like, cheat out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be that. Um, now, this was in Raymond, California. Is it B, everybody loves Raymond? <laughs> Is it C, Get out, which is already what you guessed. Maybe it was a Jordan Peele fan. Yeah. Maybe they like that Maybe movie. Maybe this is where Jordan got the inspiration. <laughs> or is it D, I killed the teen dream? Oh, for sure. That's it. 
It's get out. It's get out. It's totally it's get, get out. out. Oh, that is not somewhere like somewhere you want to be. No, no, no. Scurry. Well, speaking of get out, we're I just hope you're about staging done the here. Studio. Well, I have to now that you're here. <laughs> I haven't had anybody here yet with some demons attached oh, to them. Oh my god! First of all, my heart's palpitating. I can't believe it. All the darkness, and you think this is like the scariest one of the scarier moments for you? <laughs> when um, did this happen? This was about a year ago. Yeah, it's still fresh. It, two years ago, yeah, and it it was scary. It was super scary. Well, I'm my heart is palpitating. It has nothing to do with this <laughs> well, that, canister that, of coffee. That's a big that ass I'm coffee, girl. From Seven <laughs> Eleven, and it's black. I love how it's a package in a black. Is that the Halloween packaging, or is it always in a pitch no, black cup? Welcome to Seven Eleven. That is gothic. Wait, what were you telling me about <laughs> there was a bathtub story? Oh, yeah, at the Villa Carlotta. It's a very old building with lots of ghosts. Like, they sh- they edited, I shot Andy, I mean, uh, not I shot Andy Warhol, they, Paul Morrissey edited Andy Warhol's Frankenstein there. I mean, OG stuff went on there. I can't believe I don't know any, what is that building now? Now it's condos. It's all refurbished. It's like there's a valet, it's fancy. Back when I lived there, one bedroom was $800 or 850 and it was beautiful, like high ceilings. It was the same architect as the Chateau Marmont. I mean, it's oh, beautiful. Cool. But they shot like um, Smashing Pumpkins Zero music video in the nice. lobby. The lobby was incredible. But uh, lots of ghosts in that place. And they said, I had heard, or I might have made up, I don't know, because once again, I am an imaginative writer type, director, whatever. So, like, I heard that, like, two lovers, female lovers, lesbians, like, you know, died in my apartment that we were in, in the Villa Carlotta, apartment 207. Um, but I, once again, I might have made that up. I was in my 20s. You know, we, we had a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but when me and my ex moved out of there, we gave it to our friends, Anna and Anthony. It's actually Anthony Russo who directed it at Adventures Endgame. Oh, cool. And um, Anne was the goth girl in Jawbreaker. She's been in all my... I always give her part in all my movies. She's the one who's like, you got a stillborn, you know, when she sticks her nail oh, in Oh, yeah. yeah. So everyone likes to get an, an apartment in that building because it's really hard to get into. And the, it's a beautiful, magical building, you know, and, 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 and all that. So I said to Anne, you know, do not, whatever you do, don't take a bath. You know, so I was, I was telling her, you know, about the ins and outs of the of the apartment, and she's like, "What are you talking about? Why?" And I'm like, "Well, because you know, these two lesbians who lived here back in the 20s or 30s killed each other in the bathtub. You know, slit slit their wrists and bled to death in the bath, and they didn't find them, and it over, a lot of water overflowed into the lobby below, blah blah blah." And I forgot, and I think I was telling, I think it was a joke. I was going to tell her, I'm just kidding, blah, blah, blah. But I forgot to tell her I was kidding. And I guess in the <laughs> few years she lived there, she never took a bath. Oh, no. <laughs> and she told me that recently. She's like, Darren, you never told me. She goes, I never used the bath there because you said those lesbians killed each other in it. But there's a possibility that you didn't make it up. You're right. Everything comes from somewhere. You know, that building, yeah, yeah for sure. That could have I mean, actually. Fruza was living there. Oh my you god, know? now I'm obsessed with that building. It's really wild. I mean, you could research it online, the Villa Carlotta. Totally. Yeah, it has it has a story to pass. You know who lived there when I was there also? Lisa Marie Presley's ex, Danny Keough. Oh. He used to date her back. He had this very exotic wood-carved Indian bed from India that I, me and my ex-boyfriend, bought from him. Had the, It was like... You know, six feet off the ground. You were you felt like you were Aladdin on this bed. It was like wood carved bed from India. Oh, cool! But it was like a double. It was not like the most comfortable thing, but you felt like you were like you know in this exotic you know sort of like 
Arabian Nights scenario. Yeah. Yeah. That Actually, you know what that reminds me of? Because I did all this research last night when I was looking up haunted items. Yeah. And tons of people sent me this article about this thrift store. Did you by any chance see this headline? There was a <laughs> thrift store that had haunted furniture. And it was a big carved um, carved in wood uh, bed canopy situation. And uh, it was in North Carolina. And... This couple, this man and this woman, bought it for $1,000, and they reported that they kept having continuous nightmares, Uh. and their dogs, much like your dogs, were barking at, there was a dresser with it. It was a dresser Uh. and a bed, and um, the dogs would not stop barking. So they returned it, and um, the the actual thrift store, which is a Christian-owned thrift store, they decided the officials of the store or whatever decided to put a warning on it that that said the the previous owners have reported that this is haunted so be warned and it's a thousand bucks so i don't know i don't know if anyone bought it again but if anyone wants it north carolina look it up that's very i commend the people who put the sign up that's responsible and really caring that's a nice well, yeah. looking after their fellow human being. Is somebody in our Facebook group was talking about how um, – actually, here, I'll pull it up. It is from Chris. He said, my roommate is a lawyer, and he told me that they reviewed the Amityville Horror House, and it falls under what they call stigmatized property. Oh, interesting. So um, there's, he actually put in the Facebook group a whole Wikipedia thing about stigmatized property. And this is so interesting. It says these can include uh, death of an occupant, murder, suicide, and uh, belief that the house is haunted. So, yeah. and wait, what are the examples? Yeah, so the examples would be um, the Amityville Horror House because of all that. Yeah. So I think that it is. It is something that, yeah, you should kind of, I get it, you're trying to make the sale, but come on. Oh, yeah. You should let people know. You really should. I remember writing a book report about the Amityville Horror. I read that book when I was in first grade, I think. First, I want to say first grade. How old are you in first grade? Like six six or seven? Yeah, I was a little... You know, darkling. You're just like me. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just this thing you are. It's like part of your DNA. It's yeah. Weird. It's what attracts you. Yeah, it's just like it, it's an attraction to... That's what I was just saying on our friend Michael yeah. Barati's podcast is that I've always been so attracted to... And it goes along with drag, things that are seem like everyday life, but there's just something is it gets it it gets flipped on its head somehow. Yeah, and that's what that's how I describe horror actually. Yeah, because I heard you say that on Michael's podcast, and it's like when something in everyday life suddenly goes wrong. Yes, it can be, and that's that's horror. It's 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 that thing of I'm not safe in my in my regular environments for some reason suddenly. Yeah, that's terrifying. That idea. Yeah, and that's what drag kind of is to me as well, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, you're fooling around with gender and um, being just over the top, but still in an everyday environment. Mm-hmm. I love a drag queen that's like put in a place where there's no other drag queens. And oh yeah, you know, it's like, what's yeah. that one thing that's making this kind of a, a an otherworldly experience? Oh, totally. That's how I felt when I saw Frankenfurter, mm-hmm. and that was mixing. I mean, that was called the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So as far as I'm concerned, Frankenfurter was you know, rock, horror, drag, all those things in one package. Totally. And when yeah. you think about um, the two, uh, oh my God, how come I can't think of their names right now? 
who are the two the two normal people? Brad and Janet. Brad and Janet, of yeah. course. When they go into that world, right. they're not from that kind of world. So yeah, the normies. Yeah. I think we're about done here. Well, thank you for having me. Get out. Um, <laughs> tell people what you got going on, where we can find y'all. Uh, on Instagram, it's just my name, Darren Stein, uh, at D-A-R-R-E-N Stein, S-T-E-I-N. Instagram, Twitter. And uh, you'll be seeing some films from me very soon. And where can they find the demon that's attached to you? There's no demon <laughs> attached to me. It's been exercise. It's been gone for a while. Literally exercise on the treadmill. That that's, ra- that's what happened. When that you radio- went to the doctor. They, they said, you need to exercise. Uh-huh. And like, it- we're going to give you the Linda Blair treatment. Yeah. Attach some you know wires to you. But then when I pulled up to your studio, my radio turned on again inexplicably. So I don't know. <laughs> I will let you know. TBD. TB- to be continued. Yes. Okay. We'll have to do a checkup and... <laughs> a couple months <laughs> well thank you so much to Jaren Stein guys uh, as always you know check out the uh, Facebook group Ghosted by Roz Dress for Less join it you know post your thoughts feelings comments concerns all that kind of fun stuff and um, please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts write a nice review that would be great um, I'm all over the place on, you know, social media, Roz, Drez, Falez. And uh, if you want to see me in person this weekend, if you're in West Hollywood, I'm going to be at the Abbey hosting the brunch there, which uh, I believe the show starts at 1 p.m. And that's always a good time. And uh, RuPaul's Drag Con is happening this weekend, which, um, yeah, I might, I, I might be there. You might see me. I'll be around. Um and uh, yeah, I'm I'm recording tons of episodes this week, so we've got a lot coming at you. And honey, they will not disappoint. So keep telling your friends about the show. I'm so happy that we keep growing. I keep hearing such great things from all the people that are listening to it. I love you guys so much, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.